everyone. Get your mug and take a nice sip right in the microphone. Ready? Mine's too hot. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's a different vibe than we usually start with. This is our NPR segment. <laughs> Welcome to NPR's Dress for the Podcast. You we're want. gonna we're gonna talk about sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't going to, but we can. Uh, my name is David Andrew Laws. It is not not as early as I feel like it is. It's nine twenty in the morning, but I'm not a morning person. Uh, my co-host is Megan Greener. Hello. And our guest today is the esteemed. <laughs> Tyler Moss. I shouldn't laugh at that. It's very kind of you. Hi, Tyler. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good. I you know didn't we all get involved in theater so that we didn't have to wake up early? I mean, yes, 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 exactly. That's what was promised us. It was all a lie. Was that was that you rehearse sometimes rehearse during the day, and then perform at night, and then go and get drunk, and then. Don't wake up in the morning. But that was never true. Never. No. It wasn't true in school. It wasn't true. It's never been true. No. 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 And now we're here. Well, you, and now you have a very raucous alarm clock, I'm sure. Yeah. In your children. Although they didn't wake me up until 6.30 this oh morning. <laughs> I changed my mind. No more children ever. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the best. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything today. <clears throat> but first... Tyler Moss, you're an actor. I am. And the artistic director of... Artistic director? I'm of the, the artistic Forum? director of Shakespeare Forum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which you have been for the past 10 years? I think that is technically correct. Great. <laughs> we started Shakespeare Forum in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, but we formalized as an organization in 2012. Gotcha. So I have been artistic director... Since 2012, but... So for 10-ish years. Yeah. Um, any other qualify? You're a father of two. I am a father of two fantastic uh, twin boys. They're so Fraternal. cute. They're very cute. That's always the next question. They're oh. very cute. Yeah. For, I mean, Fraternal, not identical. Kind of. At that age, I feel like all babies kind of look the same. <laughs> I just I feel like they look less identical than like some siblings that i see that are different ages maybe like, you guys could be twins <laughs> uh, and you're a husband i am a husband to the executive director to the executive director of shakespeare oh, forum ow. and uh and one of the most fantastic teachers yeah. and 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 people i have ever been fortunate enough to know uh did i did i say her name or did i just oh, i don't think we know if you wanted to Oh, it's it's Sybil Brune. Um Sybil Brune Moss. Uh, hyphen Moss. Hyphen sometimes. Moss informally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think we're gonna figure out that hyphenated situation, I guess. Greener laws. Greener laws. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like greener laws. <laughs> I like when like names can have like play to them. Yeah. yeah. Brune Moss is just kind of like, oh, that's two names that you put together. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a kind of moss. And here, in the undergrowth, we see the brune moss. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other option. You were just bringing back a bunch of horrible memories from my from my childhood of how everybody used to pick on my last name. Uh, Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Uh, laws and greener. We we. I feel mean, you. I moss. Think 
I mean, I mean, everyone would cor- incorrectly refer to me as a fungus. Oh, Ugh. boo. Yeah. And my first name was Tyler, and I happened to like tater tots. So that was, Ugh. it was Tater Tyler Moss. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the most creative people got was I was around in fourth grade, and there were two boys from the third grade who said, hey, it's Megan Wiener. Yeah, her last name was <laughs> a Wiener, so. Yeah. That is good. And I did have an art teacher who, um, he knew perfectly well who I was and what my name was. And I finished my project and he was going to like write my name on it in a fancy way. And he's like, now is it bluer, redder? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And even at eight, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. Like, I feel like (laughs) our names have such power and like, and because, and kids know that. Yeah. So like every, it's like a constant power yeah. struggle. They learn that in a real rough way from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the get-go. When I was a uh, when I was a kid, I um when I was first getting involved in theater at like uh like 17, 16, 17, um I thought, well, Tyler Moss is obviously not enough of a performance name. I have to use <laughs> my middle name instead, which is Julian. Oh, which was my great grandfather's name. Quite theatrical. It's quite theatrical. Ooh. So am I? So was I Julian Moss? Was oh. I? Was I Tyler Julian Moss? Was I T.J. Moss? Like what? Ooh. Like what was I going to be? <laughs> and so here I am doing like a high school version of you know Peter Pan or Tartuffe, and I'm like. In the bi- in my bio Please, writing, it's Tyler TJ. Julian Moss. Like, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, where did you you grew up in New York, right? Syracuse, New York. Syracuse. So four hours upstate, four and a half hours upstate. So you're local, and you always have. I would not call that local, but for wow. someone who grew up further away, perhaps. I mean, he he know he knows about. Winter and all that, so like I know about winter. Yeah, I do know. You can be winter. pretty, pretty isolated up there. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's spooky. Yeah, we would cancel school if it was uh, twenty-one below. Oh if there God. were no precipitation, just if there, if it was twenty-one degrees below zero, we would cancel school. And if, uh, I mean, like it was, it was just such a tease because no matter how much snow fell, uh they would still clear the roads. It would like have to start (laughs) snowing really heavily Mm -hmm. at 6.30 in the morning for them to cancel school. Oh, wow. Oh, Syracuse, you silly bitch. Um, (laughs) Well, here's the first question I have to ask you. Cool. Do you consider yourself a successful person? That's really... I'm, I'm sure everyone... Like I, re- recently, everyone has done that exact inhale. Yeah, it's my exactly. favorite moment yeah. of the podcast. I like, I think that the the definition of that word has changed over my for you life. Yeah, cool. Because um, like when I was a kid, you know, and I like started acting, I thought I was God's gift to the world of acting, mm-hmm. and so I my idea of success was. Well, I'm going to be like really famous, and I'm going to gonna make that Harrison Ford money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and uh, and and so when I auditioned for colleges to to be an actor, to be an acting major, <laughs> nobody wanted me. Really? Oh no, I didn't go to school for acting. 
I didn't know Interesting. that. Interesting. I, 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 you know. Where did you audition? Put them on blast. Um, I auditioned for Syracuse University, which was local, which Ugh. my father told me I was never going to anyway because we couldn't afford it. Nice. Uh, and and I there were just two schools that I auditioned for. It was oh. Syracuse and SUNY Purchase. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, well, that's not as tragic. I was imagining you did like the no, like the no. Unified I was just like, oh, I want to go to these schools. I'm obviously going to go to one of these schools. Yeah. Like that's how egotistical huh. I've. Well, at least my judgment looking back is that, like, I want to go to these places. I always get what I want. So, so I'll get this. Uh, so I'll go, yeah. I'm going to get one of these two things. <laughs> and SUNY Purchase was even like, like, I didn't actually want, I wanted Su- Syracuse because it was local and I had seen the theater there. I'd gone to like summer college programming there. I'd been staying on the campus. Like it was all familiar. The teachers were familiar, and the organ and the the uni- the yeah. the college was was familiar to me. Well, I know this is a bullshit question, but would you have done things differently now, knowing how it all shook out, or like? Um, I had a, my, my sister's, my sister's dance instructor when I was auditioning for colleges, uh, was curious where I wanted to go. And I told him, you know, I was like, you know, I'm looking at Carnegie Mellon and NYU. Like, obviously if I got into Juilliard, I'd go there. And he was like, well, then only apply to Juilliard. And I was like, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Like, would I have, that's what you want. Would I have have applied to, to different schools, you mean? Um, so there's, there's two parts to this answer. I'm a big believer that, um. I'm to go back to the first question, like, do you feel successful? Mm-hmm. Success to me is is uh, happiness and joy in my life. Yeah, and I feel successful. And because I feel successful, um, I feel like the path my road, the path my life has taken, the road my life has taken, has led me to this place. Mm-hmm. Not that it's been out of my hands. Like the choices that I have made and the situations that I've put myself in, along with situations out of my control, have brought me to this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate where I am. And so, in that way, if I changed something, I don't know that I would have my family. I don't know that I would have the life that I have right now. Yeah. That is not to say that I wouldn't have like a nice life in some way. I just love the life that I have. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, so in that way, no. Um, but when you look back, you're like, you know, if I could have just gotten out of my own way, hmm. then you don't feel like you're in your way now, do you? We're always in our own way. Really, I, I am. I I continue to be in my own way. Interesting. That surprises me. Just from what what I know of you, how I perceive you. Well, I I can I can I can, I am just aware of my habits now that contribute to um, behaviors that, and I don't want to use the word unproductive because it's not about being a productive member of society. It's, it's about like, there are habits that I have that, um, don't always help me. Yeah. And so while I don't think those habits are bad and I will indulge those habits, let's say, give me one. Can, can we like let, what? Uh, like, like I'm are we a, talking like video games. Or are we talking well, like video games is one. I like, yeah. I love playing FIFA. 
<laughs> and, and, I, and I said last night, I was teaching a, a class last night, and I said, you know, if Final Fantasy will ever put a good game out again, <laughs> like, I, like... I'll be gone. I will devote my... Um, <laughs> and it's different because now I have kids and, like, the mm-hmm. only time I play video games is and they're when they're asleep. FIFA. Yeah. yeah, they can't play FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I just score 50 goals. <laughs> and it's um, a victory, but a hollow victory. <laughs> um, no, so, like, I, like I'm habits like that habits like i just love being at home Hmm. i I understand a lot of that a lot of what you're saying and so Mm -hmm. like but that uh i feel victorious when i don't indulge that habit when i say like you know i'm going to go out of the house i'm going to go to david andrew laws and megan (laughs) greener's apartment and i'm going to do a podcast and 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 remember that i have the appointment and and, um, And this time well and i love that there's egg all over everyone's faces right it's this time you can remember that there's the appointment and this time i can make sure that everything's plugged in the right way because the last time we had you on a podcast uh uh, when we had you on Hamlet's and Dead's podcast back in the day, uh, so they came unplugged and we like lost. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Oh yeah! I don't know if you ever we ever expressed that to you. <laughs> I, you gone. might have, but gone. but that was that was when you were still figuring out. Was when I was a goes. fucking podcast novice. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a God's gift to podcasting. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great that you do it, and I think it's great. Um, I think it's a great resource for people. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I wouldn't change anything. I'm. I'm uh, but it, it's it's fun to ask that question. Like what, what would happen? Mm. Your arm died. My microphone fell. It's fine though. It happens a lot. <laughs> we're in we're in season two of the podcast. Where season one was, we had a lot of technical issues and we had a lot of like hard to, like a real scramble to schedule guests. Season two is. A million billion guests, which has been great, and a lot better audio. And we have already have a couple scheduled now ahead of time. And all the microphones fall down every time, all the time. Yes. So season three. Ooh, that's what everything's going to come together. Gonna something's going to be something at. really, really cool that'll mess up, like you, like you lose your hard drive or something. <laughs> so, yeah, during the season three, everyone will go. You know what? I I preferred when the mics fell down. All the time. <laughs> I made it more real. Um. So. Uh, so, Syracuse didn't go to didn't go to school for acting. No, I went to, but I went to SUNY Purchase. For nice. So this is really fun. Give and it. This will. So, I was a dramatic studies major hmm. at SUNY Purchase, which is kind of like a choose your own adventure book. Cool. Um, to I mean, it's a it's a BA. And uh, a four-year BA in which you are like essentially like kind of a dramaturgy degree, but Whoa. like, but not really because you're taking all these performance classes. And I would could take some acting for non-majors with some of the um, the acting conservatory teachers, and I could take dance classes in the dance conservatory. So like, I was doing which I didn't really do. I took it the first semester and um, uh, and then I realized why, again, why would I wake up at seven in the morning to take a dance class where the dance class is taught by the seniors who are done 
with yeah. college career. We're like, we I don't know, pirouette or something. That sounds pretty much what I had. I wasn't a BFA actor, but I was a theater studies major. Yeah, so, yeah. so you get a smorgasbord. You get a little piece of all the essentials of theater without a particular concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there were a lot of really creative people in my program. Um, uh, and I, I thought some really, really great artists, people that I, I looked up to. Mark Gindick, who... Uh, is a, a clown working for Big Apple right now and just cool. got finished with Cirque. And um, uh, Jesus Martinez, who is, never stops working. And this guy, Chris Carney, who is just the, the one of the best writers that I, I knew. Um, and like all, all these really, really cool, creative. Tony Carlo, who runs a dance studio, uh, I think in Long Island now. Like, there were all these really great people. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is my tribe, mm. right? And then, oddly, this, the shorthand for dramatic studies was drama stud. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my thought, right? And I was like, dude, like, we're going to make a theater company when we're done with school, and we'll call it drama stud production. Hey. <laughs> so then I registered that email and drama, drama stud at drama at, stud pro <laughs> at Yahoo at Yahoo. <laughs> All right, so your complaints. And then, and unfortunately, it took me a long time in my career to change that email address. <laughs> and so, I think people had the wrong impression of me <laughs> and who, the type of person that I thought I was. <laughs> uh, for a long time, you just kept that as like I your working email for a I while. Didn't think about it i just didn't think Who about thinks? it i was like because you have an email address and, and and like this is where all of your everything's going to this one thing and like changing it takes a lot of yeah yeah it takes a lot of things <laughs> a lot of, it's like changing uh, your your legal name on everything yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what i mean because yeah. every, everything it's it, that's on everything now and there's just so much information to move and, yeah yeah so <laughs> But it has now changed. Uh, it has now changed. <laughs> it's definitely the title of this episode, though. It's Drama Stud. Drama Stud Pro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when I, so when I met my wife, that was my email yeah. address. <laughs> That's what I got. That's it. how you got no, it. No, she was like, I don't want to have anything to do with whoever that person is. Just like is. us. <laughs> Did she, what were your first impressions? Tell us your love. Everyone loves a good love story. Uh, we met on on tour. We were starting a contract together. Oh, what was the show? It was three shows. We were doing Cyrano de Bergerac, oh. Julius Caesar, uh-huh. and Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, cool! Wow, that's interesting. Cool. Wait, with whom was this? Uh, the American Shakespeare Center. Oh, cool! In cool. Virginia. Dope. Um, and um, I had just finished a contract with them, and that my contract ended on June sixteenth. And the next contract started on June 17th. And we were living in actor housing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was one of the few people staying on for the next contract. And it happened to be during the World Cup oh. in Germany. Yeah. And so the games were playing in the mornings in Virginia time. Mm-hmm. And so as sort of all the other actors are like, and we're tidying up the house and... Um, for the new people to come in and the other actors are leaving and we're saying goodbyes. I'm drunk. <laughs> you're still drunk or you're already drunk? I'm already drunk gotcha. watching soccer because I don't, it's like one of the few days I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm like half naked watching <laughs> soccer drunk yeah. at maybe 1130 in the morning. Drops dead. <laughs> 
Oh no, <laughs> So, so the so the new actors start arriving, and uh, and a car pulls up, and me and this fantastic actor and wonderful human being named Matt Sinsel, uh, we go outside um, to see who who just drove up, and out of this white car comes this tall. Uh, Sybil had hair like halfway down her back at the mm. time, and, and it sort of pulled up into a ponytail. She's beautiful. She's she's yeah. very like striking. Yes, she's very striking. And yeah. she had the green sweater on, and she had sort of a flowery uh, skirt, mm. sort of flowy skirt on, and um, and she was just so happy mm. to be there. Yeah, uh, or that's what it looked like. And so she got out of the car and she looks with this big, big, bright smile and she goes, hello. <laughs> and like Matt and I are like, it was a uh, hi. <laughs> and I like uh, say something along the lines of, do you need any help with your suitcase? <laughs> She goes, no, thank you. And she like sort of like a fairy sort of flits away yeah. down to Just flows like into wherever, the house. wherever she's staying in the actor housing. And uh, and my my buddy Matt looks at me, he goes, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love when people know about stuff like that. When I when I met Megan, she was doing a Midsummer Night's Dream and James was in it. Yeah, he was Demetrius. He was like, <laughs> you got you to gotta come see the show. You're going to love this girl. And I was like. I'll I'll be the fucking judge of that because well, I was playing the role that he had played. Mm. Starveling, yeah. We that's all played Starveling. Yeah. That's an amazing role. And every night, Megan, when she was the moon, would cry. Every <laughs> night. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. It's, it was so good. It was oof. It was it was very good. Um, and now you have two. You have twins. Yeah, but I but you know meeting meetings like that like I I feel like. They're only meant to be if it if it ends up being meant to be. Mm -hmm. I wonder, yeah. Do you know, like, hear that story where someone's like, "Hey, bud, you get this woman," and then you're like, "Yeah," and you get together, like, "No, you're very, very wrong." You're very wrong about that. Like, someone's really striking to you, and like, you're moved to learn more about them and and to get to know them biblically, and like, (laughs) I'll know what that's like someday. And and like and and that's wonderful and like and then doesn't amount to much more mm, sure. mm. you know and so it so you look back and you're like oh that's totally like i felt very strongly that was great and i look forward to feeling strongly again <laughs> i look forward to feeling someday <laughs> um tell i want you to tell a story about auditioning you great. know what i, I told yeah, him, yeah, yeah i told him i wanted him to yeah. tell a story um okay so <sighs> Tyler's story time brought um, to you by Zabar. So the evolution of this is actually, I was thinking about this on the way over. Yeah. Um, so auditioning sucks. N- no. Oh. <laughs> but I used to think it did. Gotcha. And, and it used to be a very um, anxiety inducing experiment experience for mm. me. Um, and when I auditioned for colleges, uh, the first time when I was like 18, I was like, I'm definitely, I wasn't consciously thinking this. I was like, I'm definitely not going to be myself. I'm going to be these characters. 
and I was doing like Benedict. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she, she misused me past the endurance of a block. Great. Mm-hmm. And I was doing Lewis from uh, Angels in America. Okay. okay. And I went in there like like I was Lewis. Great. Okay. Which isn't who I am no. at all. I know Megan and I are both like <laughs> that sentence of I'm not going to be myself. I'm going to be these characters. And Megan and I are like. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you are too now, but like we see that happen. All the time, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so and it, it like, and and then you walk out of there and you're like, I did something wrong, but I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and so and then I I I I, I spent a year at, at SUNY Purchase, which I I really thought was just the best school for me, and I would recommend. I don't really know what the university's like now, but like I just thought it was such a great university. It was just there was just so much art. There were just so many artists in different fields and you could, and it was all at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I was watching all these fantastic people express themselves. There was Langhorn Slim, who's just a great musician and, and creator. And a great there name. Was, there's uh, Dan Deacon, who's absolutely Another fantastic. There was Regina Spector, who was just this beautiful soul and yep. just so kind and open. Um, and had a crush on my roommate. Wait, yeah, wait, Regina Spector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. We know. I know her. You Not probably know her personally. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, That's and she funny. and she's just the most wonderful person. Were those I, other people you said famous? Langhorn is a is a is a musician. Uh, Dan Deacon is a is a pretty big musician. Cool. Um, and and the acting conservatory is was fantastic in there, and and it was also just like good people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Jeff Meacham, that's Malcolm Goodwin. Like, that's what I was grown up. M. Toomey is people want to hire good people, not good actors. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and I, I felt like I learned like oh Winslow and Max and like there were just so many great, great people. And my and the my living situation was really great too. Like the people I lived with were also creative people in different fields from me. One 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 was a photographer. One was a musician. Nice. Um, it's always helpful. Yeah. We were told at CMU freshman year or like freshman orientation, they were like, "Make friends this week because this is the last you're going to see of non-drama people." Oh, <laughs> they were not wrong. Fascinating. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, well, because that was um, that was conservatory, right? That was conservatory life. It was just like mm-hmm. wake up, go to the theater, be in the theater till the sun go down. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. So, um, that's not my my experience but <laughs> i'm good i'm bad uh, but, for you but <laughs> like uh, but i'm a theater rat and so it sounds like a really great experience there's a yeah there's a there's a something inside you that's like ooh, i would like that and then you do it and you're like i don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean, i'm really tired I'm, I'm really tired all the time <laughs> um so but i auditioned for the conservatory again okay after your first year yeah great um, and I didn't get it, <laughs> but I had this really fascinating e- experience in the audition where I came in and I slipped into my old habits of like, I, like I came in there and I was like, I, I was in the midst of taking a class with the Dean of the acting program, Dean, Dean Irby. Um, he was a Dean and his name's Dean. No way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's my favorite thing. And, um, 
and he was just such a, gr- a wonderful human being as well. And, um, and, uh, I was just learning so much about myself and, uh, like not just the truth inside me, but the subjective truth that people saw on me. Nice. And really interested in, um, getting over that terrifying, paralyzing fear that happens when you're in a room by yourself with seven people staring at you, Mm -hmm. which are potentially your teachers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I was like, great, I'm feeling great about this. Like, I'm I'm familiar with the school now. I know what they're looking for. Here I am. And then here's the, the, the thing again. I was like, I'll give that to them. I know what they're looking for. And I'll give that. I will change myself to be it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So even in my like comfort and confidence, I still was like, I'm going to give these people what they want. Mm. And that was my whole life. Like my whole upbringing, my whole uh, youth in some way was about like uh, manipulating how people viewed me. Mm. Like Mm. giving people what they wanted. Yeah. Or playing a role in life yeah. to fit in or be the outsider of a group, depending on where I wanted to be. And so I went into this audition to, for undergrad after having been at the university for a year and did my monologues, couldn't even tell you what the monologues were. Nah. <laughs> and I And they were like, thank you. And I walked out. And this was in this huge cavernous dance studio and and you and it takes (laughs) five full seconds to like and i'm exaggerating it doesn't take fast but to get to the door to walk out yeah and i got and i got to the door and i put my hand on the door handle and i just started crying and i turned around and i walked back to them and i said no and i'm like crying i'm like i'm not finished i did not show you what i wanted to and they were like whoa whoa no no it's okay it's okay you're gonna come to the callback it's okay and i was like oh okay (laughs) thank you and that was like such a like a liberating experience yeah and i walked out of the uh of the uh, having had that sort of emotional experience i walked out of the audition room and walked out in into the hallway <laughs> into the night and like uh, i was like okay i got a call back and i was like sort of like really really loose yeah yeah and limber and like felt really great and then completely blew the call back ah, <laughs> pits well I, I it was it just it's so it's so easy to recognize when you're doing the thing that you don't want to do and it's really hard to change it like oh, yeah. I, I went oh, back into yeah. this callback and and um uh, and it was group, and they were asking people to physically, like, what is your physical manifestation of strength? I remember that question. Mm. And I happened to be in uh, in in this audition group with someone who got into the conservatory, and I don't know why this image stays in my head, but Malcolm Goodwin, who's like a jacked dude, he's like my height, he's like five seven, and he's like super fit, and he's now he did the show i zombie he's he's like oh, uh, okay. um and he's a great performer and he's super creative and he's a leader like when he was on campus in the conservatory he even started this this uh this sort of uh um this group called imagination which was like people getting together and 
and exchanging ideas, artistic ideas, and helping each other develop. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, the, his physical manifestation of strength was getting down in a full split. Wow. Right, one leg in front of him, one leg behind, <laughs> and his hands straight up in the air. And I was like, "I'm not him. I can't do that." And like, it's like a scissor warrior. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and so, like, I immediately went back into my old habits. Like, not huh. okay. who am I, and what does strength mean to me today now? But like, oh my god, that's really impressive. I can't do that. Mm. And so, interesting. My like, I, it was just this constant sort of. Uh, like I don't know what my role is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that re- that emotional reaction you had to the first round, like when you were about yeah, to walk yeah, out yeah. there, was that was that a full realization? Like, oh fuck, I did it again. No, that it thing. was it was liberating. It was like I was speaking my voice. Okay, it wasn't the right format for it, <laughs> but like it it was it was a liberating experience, and, and I felt like super. I wouldn't say confident, but like I felt comfortable afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm. All that stuff had just kind of melted it, it away had, for a it second. It had finally come out. I'd vocalized it. Uh-huh. Like, I want to speak. It, I want it to be me. Uh-huh. Um, but then I, I I wasn't ready, and I wasn't, and so they didn't, like, I think I might have gotten waitlisted, um, and and I spent the rest of, I never graduated from SUNY Purchase. Really? Uh, I spent far too much time doing other things than going to my Wink. classes. Hmm. Um um, but I, I did a lot of performing. I did a lot of like student productions and, and a couple student films. Um, and the, I spent four years there and I even did my senior project, which is to sort of either write or produce a play. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a one person show, which ended up being like a two person show because someone, Chris Carney, this fantastic writer was, was in the program with me and he had a similar idea so we sort of united nice, nice. and um and it was a one-man show and it was sort of like um eric bogosian-esque in me playing characters Ooh. and the whole process was about me no longer playing characters right like so uh. i had written all these characters and then the last thing that i did was just kind of read this letter this unfinished letter that i had written mm. and um and I sort of improv the end, but the letter was, I just don't want to play a role anymore. I just, I, I am going to be me. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like more of a constructive environment for me to fully vocalize what I had experienced in that audition. Room. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, then there was, there was, was the outlet for that. So then now, <clears throat> um, but now you come up against new challenges. It's like being a clown. It's like you've you've gotten over that <laughs> that <laughs> that first challenge, but yeah. now there's a there's more banana peels stuck exactly. in front of you. Yeah. You, you unlock the door and there's another door in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you so move to New York, right? Wait, yeah. first I gotta ask, why didn't you graduate? What were you missing? Was it like math? I have outstanding low grades in classes that I'm supposed to have higher grades in. <laughs> I like that outstanding was in there though. Still outstanding. Yeah. Like I I, I mean um I, I say that because I could always try and go back and and sure. do it. 
or like transfer to another university and and finish my degree. Like it's outstanding. It's still there. Yeah. Sure. Interesting. Um, I don't think about it very often. Cool. Um, well, me neither. <laughs> I will now, though. <laughs> okay. So the next hurdle was um, moving to New York Little and baby. like. And, and uh, I, I had these amazing, uh, uh, like, experiences at auditions at first. I got called into auditions, and I was, like, reading with people who, who actually didn't know, couldn't read. I was like, oh, damn, I'm going to do... actually read or couldn't... I, I was, like... Perform read. Really, really small, localized productions. I got cast in a show that was a... This was 2002. And I got cast in a show... Um, and this was one that I auditioned with people who, who like, I was like, you, you can't, you can't read. And that's <laughs> like, I would, I didn't think I, I, I can help you in some way. I was just like, my acting, if this is the actors that are in New York city, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to be okay. We're gonna be all right. <laughs> Which is of course not true, but like, it was my first experiences. Sure. But I, and I got cast in this show, which was in 2002, a comedy about the terrorists <sighs> who Shut up. knocked down the towers Shut up. and them being in purgatory. <laughs> oh my God. And it was That's being, a quick turnaround. And it was, when in 2002? It was uh, July. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and I couldn't do the show. I just, uh, after... Like I auditioned for it because I'm like I want to do plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then I uh, I couldn't do that show. <laughs> you realized what you were in the middle of. <laughs> July 2002. And it was being performed by Ground Zero. Jeez. Oh my god. I hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> so I don't know what happened with that production, but um, but then I like I did a couple shows because you know people know you and yeah mm-hmm. um, and. I was, it was great. And then, uh, and then I fell into the money trap of, of New York city. Of, oh, you mean the no money trap? Well, the make money trap gotcha. mm-hmm. and spend money trap yes. and drink money trap. Hey. And, um, and, um, and then I, I, I went to clown school, uh, with the New York goofs who are amazing. Mm. Uh, Dick Monday and Tiffany Riley who are absolutely brilliant. And then the other teachers that were there, um, were uh, some of them just life changing? Uh, Larry Pisoni uh, and uh, Hovey Burgess and um, Kenny Raskin. Um, they were all just great. And when I left there, I was like, well, everything I do should help me in my career. Sure. Which is sort of an unrealistic goal, but like, or it can feel like an unrealistic goal. Like you're like, okay, well, how am I actually going to make money? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. It's it's easy for that to be a goal intangibly, mm-hmm. right? As an artist, it's very easy to say like everything I experience is something that informs right. my process. But yeah, um, as far as money is concerned. So it happened to be along the same time that FAO Schwartz was reopening, and I got a job wrestling stuffed animals, <laughs> wrestling giants. I didn't animals. know this. Yeah. <laughs> And so my life was just fun. It like was, the invisible bear sketch? Like they just put you in a ring and you like pretended to wrestle no, I was stuffed like, animal? No, I was like a safari hunter and I was wrestling stuffed animals. <laughs> I was like hunting them and wrestling. Well, that's like in the, I'd say that's in the same category as your first. I was Spider-Man at the Times Square Toys R Us. That was, that that was his first job here. That is very different. 
<laughs> that is not very different. It is. It's not. Very different. You were also sometimes Captain America, were you not? I was Captain America. For, so, well, so first were, I was a photographer. So you were playing a role in a toy store. <laughs> no, no. I am Spider-Man. But I didn't wrestle anybody. There is a picture here of him in his uniform. There is. You know, I didn't get to dance on the piano. Not no. But um, but there, but there was, and so life was like fun, and so I was like, I'm I'm going to just keep having fun. Like I, these things are fun, and so I started going to auditions. But I was so poor. Yeah, I was so poor. Yeah, like it was eggs and ramen mm-hmm. all the time, and um, and I didn't have money for headshots. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I had a, I made a plan <laughs> in which I would have a suitcase and a paper copy of backstage because this is before sure internet like yeah. booking yeah, yeah, yeah. auditions. You picked online. up a copy of backstage, yeah. And I would go to the auditions mm-hmm. with my twenty dollar Vista Print business cards, my suitcase. And my paper copy of backstage. And I would say, hi, I just got off the plane. I picked up a backstage and I saw you're having auditions. I don't have any of my materials with me. I have a business card. And if you can't fit me in today, I totally understand. Um, but I, I, this sounds really great. And so um, if you've got space, great. If not, I, I'll come back. I'll try to come back another day when you're having auditions or blah, blah, blah. And I would get seen. Isn't that the best? They, they're like, oh, well, we could squeeze you in. <laughs> I mean, this was not like equity auditions, I love right? That. Like, mm-hmm. this Still, was... it's just such a. It's so, like, it's a very confident play. It's like a con. It's like, it's it is, like it, a con. It is like a con. And, but it, it's also, it was also like, um, I just wanted to be in the room. I wasn't, yeah. I, I didn't even want to get it. I didn't even think about getting the job. Like, yeah. it, mm. like the audition stopped being about like me good and like let me book a gig and more about like let's see how much trouble we can get into <laughs> <laughs> like let, let's see like what like where how are we gonna do it today how, how are we gonna interesting with a, and so the goal was like it was a very like in some ways easier goal and less stressful of like like Am I going to get to speak words today? Yeah. <laughs> well, how are they going to come out? What, someone asked me for more. They were like, oh, that was that was really lovely. Do you have any other monologues? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no. And I'd make it up. Yeah. I'd make up a monologue. <laughs> Um, good. I love it. And so, unfortunately, we are we are we're out of time. Oh, my God. I know, right? It goes by. <laughs> but I the last thing I usually ask is, do you have any advice and I feel like there was a lot of advice sort of like baked into yeah, this yeah. whole episode was there anything you want to sort of like synthesize at the end as advice or I, just listen to the podcast no I I think that if there, if there's one thing that I try and leave my or or, or tell my students um and and when we have auditions I think of I think of when when Shakespeare Forum has auditions they're more like little mini classes as mm. opposed to like show yourself to me like I I think that um for better or worse, you're the person who's getting cast. And so you have to leave a piece of yourself in that room mm. for someone. And it doesn't have to be the same thing every time, even if it's the same monologue. Yeah. 
Like, it's just like go in and play. And like sometimes I would I would have these taboo questions for the uh, the auditioners. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, how did you think that went? Nice. <laughs> like, because I, I wasn't so concerned about getting cast. I was like uh -huh. trying out a new monologue and I'd be like, does that seem contemporary or classic? And I'm like, <laughs> do you feel like and they How were did like, that hit you? <laughs> and, and like, I, I remember someone very clearly like, that is not an appropriate question. And I was like, oh, okay, great. I might nice. never see you again. Then I guess I'm like, um, but like, I, I think if I, I, I go into an audition to discover something hmm. as opposed to like, uh, to present something, present something yeah. or, or, or to even book a job. Yeah. Um, and I hope that kind of idea is relevant, even radiating outside of auditioning, right? In any sort of um, interaction like that, and like a job interview or a, yeah. a date, right? Like showing yourself being yourself. Like this, this Unless who... you're an evil person. Right. Fair enough. Then, then hide all of Unless that. you suck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Or what's that? For, someone on the internet says like, oh, whenever you meet someone, always be yourself. Unless you can be Batman. Batman's awesome. Always be Batman. <laughs> Um, but, but like, and, and the podcast is about like, your podcast is about success. Yeah. And I, I yeah. Like what, it, like what does success mean? Like, exactly. So, hey man, exactly. Tyler, it is way too late in the game for you to be asking that question. Well, I like You're for to me, come on for so, another episode. so the evolution of success, like we started at the very beginning of the podcast about yep. what the evolution of success was. And it was like being the successful actor. And when I was in, when I was in college, the actor that I really wanted to like the career when I was looking at movies, I was like, I want to be Willem Dafoe mm. because I look at Willem Dafoe and I'm, and I hear people talk about Willem Dafoe and I'm like, everybody likes, he just wants to work. They want to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so it stopped about, stopped being about me achieving like roles and more about like, I want to be a person that people want to be in the room with. Yeah. For hours at end and you know? every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and success now is like, is, um, about my my family and my art. My art is a part of my life and a part of my family. Yeah, but like it is, it does. My art does not solely define me, mm. and that has been the biggest sort of evolution. And that, that actually, I wrote in my one man show like my one of the last lines because I was talking about like being so self centered and like like I'm not gonna like please other people anymore. I'm just gonna please myself. And someday and this is the quote. It's like, someday I'll stop saying, look at me, look at me. And I'll start saying, look at him, look at him. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's where I am now. And like wow. my success is sort of like about watching the discoveries that my children make yeah. every mm -hmm. day. And like, and uh, like my boys were reading yesterday. Yeah. They read the word cat and hat and bat. I mean, they can spout more quotes off the top of their heads than I think that I can. So they are very well versed. Yes, but they're like, very well versed. That's how success has changed for me. Yeah, um, that it's it's not about me anymore, and that might change again. That's so. cool. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you to Dimly Wit for having us on the network. You can go to Girl. dimlywit.com to see this podcast and others like uh, the popular uh, Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and oh, yeah. Jessica Morano. Romano? Yeah. I can talk. Thank you to Laura St. Pierre, our single Patreon donor. I have a new assistant, and she's going she's gonna to make you all donate to Patreon, whether you like it or not. Um, Megan. Yes. Thank you for being my co-host. Uh, you're welcome. David, thank you for being 
I really think I brought myself to this podcast. Because <laughs> it was, it was nine, to, 9 in the morning. <clears throat> you, you did. You brought yourself. And I could have. You brought your morning self. I didn't put on a face. You I didn't. didn't. Do you, what, what's your face? Well, like I am, the other thing For I a love podcast, about audio is exactly. I don't have to. I don't have to put on my my contacts. Um, oh. I just mean I didn't pretend that I don't hate mornings. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> <sighs> it's over now. Okay, <laughs> can all go home. Okay. <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com.